0: Having enough working capital makes a big difference to how you manage a project because it facilitates less volatility in your decision-making and allows you to keep things moving. You are listening to the Property Developer Podcast, your home for tips, ideas, and inspiration to help take your developing to the next level. Now, here's your host, Justin Getty. Hello, and welcome to episode 85 of the show. Thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Well, I trust... I'm doing great. been busy wrapping up my latest project. We've basically finished with all the settlements in the complex. I've only got one remaining unit left unsold, which is currently on the market, and I'm looking to get that sold in the next month or so as our campaign unfolds. I'd always planned on keeping this unit till the end of the project because it's a bit bigger and unattached to the rest of the dwellings on the site and will appeal to a different range of buyers than the other ones. Anyway, I'm going to talk more about the lessons from this project in a moment. On my other project, I'm expecting the building permit to be issued any day now and then have the builder on site within the next few weeks. Can't wait to get that project underway. Hopefully we have minimal delays on getting that delivered and no real stoppages over the next 12 to 18 months. So, on this episode, I thought I would share some of the key lessons I've taken away from my just-finished project. For those who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you would know that I've been battling away on this project for a number of years, actually probably close to five years, which included a failed trip to the planning tribunal to try and get a planning refusal overturned. So, for those that don't know, I originally applied to have a project or for a planning application for 19 townhouses on my site, and it ultimately got refused by council. I took it to the planning tribunal to get it reviewed and hopefully overturned. But... We lost that battle and so I had to start again with a new planning application and this time we got permission for 14 townhouses. Anyway, the project is basically done now and it looks fantastic. I'm really happy with how it came together. Check out some of the video posts I've made on the show's Insta and Facebook pages if you want to see how it all looks. I'm very proud of the finished product and the buyers who've moved in are also delighted with their new homes, so that's all exciting and gratifying. Now, just before I get into the detail about what I learned, remember I've got the property developer training up and running for people who are interested in learning how to develop property. I've still got lots and lots of people who are signing up for that, so it's fantastic and I'm really humbled by your support, so thank you to everyone who has signed up so far. In the training, I take you step-by-step step through the development cycle and show you how to run a great feasibility, find a terrific site, deliver a successful project, I share with you lots of checklists. So there's heaps and heaps of content in there. So head over to www.propertydevelopertraining.com to find out more. So what are the lessons I've learned from this project? Well, let's go through some of them. These are in no particular order, just reflections from me looking back over the past few years. One, the illusion of perfection can drive frustration. One of the challenges I continue to face is the expectation that things will go smoothly, even though I know and understand there will be challenges along the way. And this can be a source of frustration when things go awry or problems pop up that annoy you. For example, I had to spend $6,000 getting a new electricity meter connected for one of the townhouses because the council wouldn't allow the cables from the central electricity meter to run across the front garden of one of the townhouses at the front of the site. This was really frustrating and annoying and shouldn't have really happened if the services engineer had designed something that council would be happy with. But they didn't, and I had to sort it out. It was frustrating and shouldn't have happened, but it did. And it was a timely reminder that bumps and unexpected turns are really par for the course when doing a development and you just have to roll with them. Two... Growth happens when you are challenged. So, following on from the previous point about perfection is also the benefit of challenges in terms of how they help you grow and adapt. The funny thing about challenges is that they force you to evolve and learn. Easy projects don't really teach you that much, you don't gain as much experience. So, I think it's wise to embrace the pain when it happens so that you can evolve and expand as a developer. It's when things don't go to plan that you can understand where things can go wrong and what you can do in the future to try and make sure it doesn't happen again. The lesson on this point is that without the pain, can you really enjoy the pleasure? 3. Nobody cares more about the project than you. You can be sure that nobody wakes up in the morning more enthused to deliver your project than you. And that means you need to stay on top of the people who are working with you to make it happen to ensure things are getting done on time. You also need to provide a healthy dose of inspiration to keep those people interested and focused on the job. I do this through regular check-ins and asking how things are going. It's also beneficial to remind people that you are grateful for the work they are doing on the project to try and extract that extra discretionary effort where you can. So remember, you're the conductor of the orchestra and you need to keep everyone in time, in tune and focused. 4. Confirmation bias can derail a property development project. A huge lesson I learnt through this project is to be very wary of confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is where you believe your own view of the world And this stems from my loss at VCAT, where I held a view that we should get a permit. And this view was supported by my team. And I accepted their reassurances because it mirrored my own view. But we were all wrong. The lesson is to try and remain open-minded and explore the worst-case scenarios of a situation so you can try to mitigate them and be alert to believing that your own worldview is the likely outcome of a situation. Five, maintain a strong financial picture throughout the project. There are a lot of expenses involved with a property development project and invoices fly in and money goes out all the time. Variations come up in building and numbers forecasted in feasibilities change regularly. The market moves, you might sell something for more or less than you expected. And it's important to keep a good eye on how you are tracking so you know where you stand financially. As this has a big impact on your sales campaign and understanding what kind of sales results you need to get to achieve a certain financial outcome. It also forces you to maintain some financial accountability for how costs are tracking against forecasts. The lesson is to ensure you are regularly aware of how the project is tracking financially. That might mean asking for a monthly report from your project accountant or a consistent effort on tracking expenses and cash flow through your spreadsheet or however you plan on managing your project financials. Six, property markets can change quickly. Property cycles can change really quickly. In the cycle of this project, we went from a market reaching a peak to a period of soft trade And then a massive growth phase again. There is no way you could have predicted that type of change in a five-year period. It just goes to show how quickly the market change, for the better and for the worse. The lesson is that it's very hard to predict where property markets will head, so be aware that they can change quickly. 7. Liquidity and contingency are the lifeblood of a property development project. I think having sufficient cash to get you through a project is really important. It allows you to keep the project moving ahead, pay your team and other suppliers in a reasonable and fair time frame, and reduces the overall stress level throughout the project. Having enough cash allows you to avoid delays while you scramble to raise capital, and to take care of some of those unexpected costs that pop up along the way. Having enough working capital makes a big difference to how you manage a project because it facilitates less volatility in your decision-making and allows you to keep things moving. For example, we had some water issues on the site that required $11,000 of additional drainage works. As you can imagine, I wasn't happy about having to pay for that and looked for alternatives and ways of not doing it. But ultimately, there was money in the contingency for that exact type of situation. The work's got done and paid for. So the lesson here is a timely reminder to have enough cash ahead of each stage of a project so you can keep things moving along. Eight, it's helpful to have investors who understand the risks. During a project when everything is running smoothly and exactly to plan, you may not face many issues from people who have invested in your project. But... When things don't go exactly to plan, that's when it pays to have ensured your investors and stakeholders are educated about the risks of a project and what can happen along the way. The added stress of dealing with anxious investors would certainly add another level of complexity to a project. So the lesson here is to carefully vet who you accept money from and make sure you take the time to explain the potential risks involved with the project. And try to partner with people who have experience in investing. Nine, there's a great sense of satisfaction from having happy customers. One of the great benefits of doing property development is the sense of satisfaction and gratification when you hand over the keys to a buyer who is really excited about moving in and loves their new home. Handing over the keys to someone to live in a property you envisaged from scratch and saw through to the end is very gratifying and makes it all worthwhile. 10. Creating something from nothing is very gratifying. Following on from the sense of satisfaction from handing over the keys to a new resident, there is also a deep sense of gratification from seeing a project through. From the simple idea of doing a development project, through finding a site, acquiring it, getting a permit, building and finally handing over the finished properties. Anyone who's ever been through that journey will understand the sense of achievement when it's all over. And it's a result that is physical and will be around for decades to come, so you can always drive past and say, I did that. Eleven, keep pushing and eventually the wall will fall over. One thing about developing is that it's never all green lights, as I touched on earlier. You will be faced with roadblocks and hurdles along the way. But if you keep pushing and pushing, never giving up, then eventually all that pushing will lead to the wall falling over. I faced so many problems, challenges and issues along the way. Some were big, some were small. But at each point, you just need to identify what the real issue is and sort it out. But more importantly, you need tenacity and perseverance. That applies more broadly in life, so figure out what your vision is and keep striving towards it. 12. It takes a team to deliver a property development project. There is a big team of people required to deliver a project. It's actually astonishing when you sit down and think of all the people affected by your project. And you need the help of people at each stage along the way. Now, some team members will disappoint you, others will exceed your expectations. But make sure you stay on top of the quality of work they are producing on your behalf by always checking it. And continue to look at who stays on for the next project or if you need somebody new to help you. Don't forget, it's also nice to thank people for their efforts when their part is done or the project wraps up. Who doesn't like a note of thanks? And finally, my last point, 13 capture your project lessons while they are fresh. The end of a project is a good time to sit down and reflect on what went well and what could be done differently next time while things are fresh in your mind. Some will be big things, others small, but capturing the lessons learned will help you evolve, become more efficient and deliver better projects year after year. Okay, that's a couple of the lessons I wanted to share with you. I hope they provide you with some insight into what I discovered along my way to delivering my 14 Townhouse project. Remember, you can catch me on Insta and Facebook for my latest project updates. And if you want to know how ready you might be to become a developer, take my property developer quiz at www.propertydevelopertraining.com forward slash quiz. If you are interested in learning how to develop property, then head over to propertydevelopertraining.com and have a look at what's available. It'd be great to see you on the inside of the training. And until next time, may all your challenges be on the way, not in the way. You've been listening to the Property Developer Podcast. Tune in next time for more tips, ideas and inspiration to take your developing to the next level. For more developing love, make sure to visit propertydeveloperpodcast.com.